0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Searching for Wi-Fi, The Untamed Watch Podcast. I'm Michelle, and this is a podcast in which we relieve and discuss the Chinese web series that I've been obsessed with, called The Untamed, or Chen Ling. As you probably know, The Untamed is the live-action adaptation of the boys' love Chinese novel Mo Dao Zu Shi, also known as the Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation by... This novel has now been adapted into a web series, an audio drama, a manga, and a donghua version. Although I have not watched or listened to all of these adaptations, this podcast will discuss the web series The Untamed and the fictional universe around it as a whole. So just a little disclaimer, I'm not a native speaker of English or Chinese, so please bear with my limited language proficiency. Nevertheless, I am learning Chinese at the moment and I hope to bring some of the insights about The Untamed from a Chinese language perspective into this podcast. So, first of all, can we all just talk about how good the opening theme of this series is? You're probably wondering why we're not discussing Wang Xian or Wu Ji, the theme song of this series. Oh wait! Why don't we have a specific episode just discussing the beautiful soundtracks of this series? Hmm, I should probably do that in a few weeks' time. So, turning back to the opening theme, I really like how the production crew has added illustrations of musical instruments, the bamboo trees and water flows which fit into the introductory theme really well. The transition of this soundtrack is also really good. You could tell how it sort of goes from being melancholic and then slowly builds up its intensity with the drums and all that. The soundtrack creates this majestic feeling to the introduction, which I really enjoy, and it successfully signifies to me that this is definitely a Chinese drama series that takes place in ancient times. What do you think of how the intro ended? I like how it concluded with Wei Wuxian and Lan Wangji standing side by side with the beautiful scenery in the background. So, just a little side story. I'm actually used to addressing Lan Wangji by his name, which is Lan Zhan, rather than his courtesy name. I've also never addressed him by his title, Guang Guangjun. For Wei Wuxian, I've always addressed him by his courtesy name rather than his name, Wei Ying. However, recently there's a TikTok video that you might have seen being shared on other social media platforms of a Chinese literature teacher complimenting on the cultural knowledge of Mo Xiang Tong Xiu and the Untamed production crew regarding ways of addressing people in ancient times. He explained how in the series, Lan Wangji is the only person who calls Wei Wuxian by his real name, and vice versa, which is absolutely true, if you know what I mean. So for that reason, I'm going to address both characters by their courtesy names, or sometimes I might call Wei Wuxian by his nickname, Wi-Fi. Another funny story regarding teachers is that a Vietnamese literature teacher has recently used The Untamed as exam questions in her class. The exam consists of two questions. The first asks students to analyze Lan Wangji's feelings and thoughts through his legendary quote. I'd like to bring a person back to the cloud recesses. Bring them back and hide them there. The second question asks students to give their opinion about how the life story of Xueyang might apply to adverse circumstances in reality and then prove that kindness will always bring out the good in people the same way as how Xiao Xingchen appeared in Xue Yang's life Wow, how I wish I was in that class So, enough with the side story, let's get into our first episode of The Untamed So The Untamed started out with a cry saying, Wei Wuxian died, how pleasant. And the first thing that the audience could see is an up-close view of Wei Wuxian. And then gradually you could see the overall view of him standing at the verge of a cliff. The music fits into the sorrow of that moment really well when Wei Wuxian shed a tear. And then we have a bunch of clan members fighting for the Stesian tiger amulet which is so hypocritical. I feel that it's an interesting way to start the story which triggers the viewers curiosity given that they have not read the original novel or seen any of the other adaptations. It's also a twist from the original novel how Wei Wuxian intentionally fell off the cliff which sort of makes sense given that sadly the production crew could not add in the scene where Lan Wangji hid a broken Wei Wuxian in a cave, confessed his feelings, only to be told to get lost, and then fought against 33 Lan clan elders to protect his wifi. And um, as the first scene continues, we saw Lan Wangji reaching out for him and trying to hold his hand, it pained me so much to see how Lan Wangji tried his best to hold on to his Wi-Fi despite losing so much blood. Even though it's such a sad scene, I replayed that moment when Wei Wuxian smiled at him and told him to let go countlessly. All the sadness aside though, I did not watch the trailer and only saw a very few number of promotional pictures before watching the untamed and i remember thinking to myself that moment when i first saw this scene both the actors who play lan wangji and wei Wuxian are really good looking even though they're covered in blood and indeed even until now i can't remember how many times i've thought to myself hang Guangjun looks like a fairy not that fairy though or Why is Wei Wuxian or Xiao Zhan so beautiful? Have you guys even seen that dazzling smile of Xiao Zhan in the Thailand family that made itself top one of the hot search on Weibo? It's also such a meme which has been mentioned before on Twitter how based on the way Wei Wuxian fell in this scene, Lan Wangji would have grabbed his leg instead of his arm in reality so i'm not going to go into too much detail about what happens afterwards as we're going to have some overlaps of past and present in future episodes so here we are 16 years later after Wei Wuxian's death and in the second scene we see a storyteller retelling Wei Wuxian's life to the young descendants of the Lan clan including Lan Sijui who is our little Ai Yuan and Lan Jingyi. I have to say I absolutely love Lan Sijui's name. As you probably have known, the name of each character in this series has a meaning and Lan Sijui is no exception. Rumor has it that according to some Chinese fans, the name Sijui is based on the phrase si jun bu ke This sentence literally means to miss and long for a person whose one could not pursue. As it is Lan Wangji who raised Lan Sijui and gave him this name, it could very well be said that Lan Sijui's name contains the deep and intense love he has for Wei Wuxian. This very name harbors Lan Wangji's thoughts and feelings that he carried for 13 years. Well, 20 years in total if you count that time period when they were young towards Wei Wuxian that he has not been able to express. It's the pain, the longing, and the love for a person whose one could not pursue that makes the name Sujui so endearing. Although this is only a headcanon, I still really like Lan Sujui's name because of this beautiful Chinese sentence. Okay, coming back to the second scene. When Lan Jingyi asked the storyteller whether Wei Wuxian has really died, we see this mysterious person behind the curtains. You could probably guess who. And then the wind suddenly blew really hard, which set up this dark atmosphere. And then the scene shifted to a man walking in an empty street, holding some sort of sorcery equipment and saying, Come back, souls not gone to ghost realm, which is a pretty nice transition into the resurrection of Wei Wuxian. This is a really interesting scene, because in the original novel, we never really get to see the process of Mo Shen Yu sacrificing his soul to summon Wei Wuxian into his body. So after Wei Wuxian was resurrected, Mo Ziyuan then came in with his servants and made a fuss about who is now Wei Wuxian, outing his thievery to his parents. After Mo Ziyuan and his servants all left to attend the banquet by the Mo family, Wei Wuxian was finally left on his own, and then we heard him say, Mu Yu, I've already died, or in this context, I think it could also be understood as I'm happy being dead. Why did you choose to save me at the cost of yourself? So we could very much tell that Wei Wuxian was unwilling to be resurrected, but what could he do? And then it was revealed that Wei Wuxian now has four major scars on his elbow, corresponding to four of Mo Xianyu's Yu's enemies, who he will have to kill to revenge Mo Xianyu. Yu. We are also told that Mo Xianyu Yu usually wear a mask by Atong, ah a servant of the Mo family. The use of the mask makes sense as it would allow Wei Wuxian to cover his identity and allow Xiao Zhan to play both Wei Wuxian. In the original novel, Mo Shan Yu is described to be fairly good looking but completely different from Wei Wuxian. He's also usually known to cover his entire face with white makeup and rouge blush which makes him look like a hanged ghost. To be honest, I would have loved to see Xiao Zhan as Wei Wuxian doing this style of makeup for once. I've got to say Xiao Zhan is really good at acting. Apparently, in that scene where he threw the peanut that he took from A-chong in the air and then used his mouth to catch it, apparently he missed it. However, Xiao Zhan still acted as though he managed to catch it. And then in one of his interviews, he revealed that it was him who improvised the whole scene, which makes it even better. And even until now, when I've rewatched the scene a few times, I still cannot recognize that he missed it. So bravo to Xiao Jian’s acting skills and the Untamed fandom's ability to analyze and search for movie goofs. The next scene is a funny one where Wei Wuxian made a fuss at the Mu family's banquet and embarrassed Mu Ziyuan in front of many people, including the Lan clan's disciples. Again, I think the whole scene is just hilarious. For example, when Lan Jingyi laughed at Wei Wuxian's apparently manic behavior and got an unapproving look from Lan Sujui, he instantly pulled on a serious face. It's just a small detail, but it's so accurate how Lan Jingyi is portrayed to be the loud, straightforward and hot-headed one, which is atypical of most Lan clan's disciples, whereas Lan Sidhui is the calmer, more mature and level-headed one. And as the scene continues, all of this drama was sort of smoothed over by Madame Mu in order to save face in front of the Lan clan's disciples. Following the drama at the banquet, the young Lan disciples started to set up the Stygian lure flag in the west yard of the Mu family to attract ghosts and full energy. Wei Wuxian then acted crazily just to have a closer look at the Stygian lure flag and again we could see how Lan Jingyi is portrayed as the noisy and hot-tempered one and Lan Sijue the calmer one. The next detail is what I really like about this scene When Wei Wuxian saw the cloud patterns on Lan Sijui's clothes, it made him reminisce a person. In his mind, there's a scene from the past of a person wearing the Lan sect's clothes, whose face is not shown, slowly descending in the melancholic rhythm of Wang Xian. It is such a sweet addition to the original novel, and I like how Lan Sijui was being kind to Wei Wuxian, like calling him Mood Child, asking him if he's alright and all before Wei Wuxian ran away back to his place. Of course, I'm not suggesting that Lan Jingyi is the mean one, and maybe Lan Sijui's behavior in this particular scene is only typical of his usual manner, but this is still a very warm scene in my opinion. The next scene is a special one. It is the first time we got to hear Wei Wuxian play Wang Xian using a leaf. As far as I know, you can create sounds using a leaf, but it would sound different to how Wang Xian was played in this scene. It is still such a beautiful rhythm, which is funny given how Lan Jingyi complained about how terrible it was played. Again, this is the second time the piece of memory of an unknown Lan clan disciple has sprung to Wei Wuxian's mind, who then whispered, Lan Zhan. I feel like the use of repetition is very effective here, as it triggers the curiosity of new viewers about Wei Wuxian and Lan Wangji's relationship. It's also very satisfying to see this sweet addition to the Mo Dao Zu Shi universe as a Wang Xian fan. Moving on to the next scene, after Mo Ziyuan stole the Stagian Lure flag, or the Spirit attraction flag, he got killed by presumably an evil spirit. Of course, Madame Mo's very first reaction was to blame Mo Yu or Wei Wuxian. And you could really tell how she overindulged Mo Ziyuan while abusing Mo Yu, who's pretty much her nephew, even though they're not technically related by blood. After some quarreling, the evil spirit managed to kill Mo Ziyuan's father. And at this point, Lan Sijui and Lan Jingyi decided to send a signal to call Lan Wangji over, despite Wei Wuxian's attempt to stop them. While they were waiting for Lan Wangqi, Atong got possessed by the evil spirit as well and choked himself. The following scene shows how Wei Wuxian is really clever since he managed to hint to the Lan clan disciple that the evil spirit was in the left hand of the possessed with just one seemingly random sentence. He noted how those people were not Mu Zuyan's father and Atong because they've always hit him with their right hand, suggesting that they were originally right handed. He even acted as if he was proud of that to cover his normality and wiseness, which sort of aligns with the usually manic behavior of Mu Shen Yu. And at least he managed to fool the hot tempered Lan Jingyi. His seemingly random sentence managed to prompt the Lan sect disciples to recall how Mu Ziyuan's father choked some of the servants with his left hand and how Atong choked himself with his left hand as well. Thanks to Wei Wuxian's apparently random sentence, the young Lan clan cultivators managed to figure out that the evil spirit lied in the left hand of the possessed. By that point, Mo Ziyan and his father seem to have become puppets and their necks were covered with black marks believed to be caused by the Cisian Tiger Amulet which has apparently been destroyed 16 years ago when Wei Wuxian died they were then ordered by Wei Wuxian to fight against Madame Mo who was the latest victim to be possessed by the evil spirit and so Mo Ziyan found a sword from somewhere and together with his dad fought his mother? After some deadly family violence, Lan Wangji finally arrived to the rescue and used his Guqin, also called Wangji, to tame them. It turns out that it was, I quote, the spiritual energy of a first-class spiritual tool that hid in the sword Mo Ziyuan held, or maybe it was a sword ghost? Which had a trace of the Stygian tiger amulet that killed these people instead of an evil spirit. Apparently, the Untamed production crew has decided to change the left-hand detailed in the novel and the other adaptations to the sword ghost. All right. As soon as Lan Wangji appeared, though Wei Wuxian hid himself away and observed him from a faraway distance. He even had that cute smile while thinking to himself, he's still dressing in white, like a funeral. That was until Lan J realized he was no longer there and started to question his disappearance. Wei Wuxian then ran away, but Lan Wangji had already noticed the ghost of his shadow and tried to chase after him. Unfortunately, his Wi-Fi was already gone. Lan Wangji then thought, Wei Ying, is it really you? I have to say even though the production crew has publicly announced that the homosexual romance in the novel will be removed in this adaptation it is those scenes like this one either newly added or not that imply that Lan Wanqi and Wei Wuxian are more than just bromance and here we are the final scene of the first episode where we see the mysterious person holding a hand friend from the second scene, passed by the tea shop of the storyteller and tossed him a piece of gold. It turns out that the storyteller in the second scene was told to tell stories of the Yiling Patriarch or Wi-Fi for three days. As soon as the mysterious person left, we see Wei Wuxian walk past with his Xiaoping Kuo in a different direction. We were then notified that three out of four of his scars had healed and we were left with one question about the last revenge. Who will it be? As someone who has read the original novel, my first impression of the first episode of The Untamed is that A the music is amazing B the cast looks absolutely beautiful and see, Even though some of the details in the general plot have been changed, the behavior and personality of the characters remained relatively consistent to the description in the novel, which is everything we could ask for, really. Jian has also done a brilliant job so far portraying Wei Wuxian with his cute smile. It could be a bit confusing to viewers who have not heard of Mo Dao Shi, though, So I managed to get one of my friends who have never heard of this series before to watch it, and she really enjoys it. But her impression of the first episode was that it's sort of confusing to her, so she needed to watch it twice to get the hang of what was going on. And that concludes my first episode of Searching for Wi-Fi, the Untamed Watch podcast. If you have stayed until this very moment, thank you so much for listening. Should you enjoy listening to this podcast, please let me know. Any feedback would be much appreciated. You could also follow me on Twitter for updates of new episodes. And until next time, see ya!